Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 48 Interlude, Part 2 A Place Without Time Mr. Awoke, feeling like a new scarecrow. He felt like his body had been stuffed with the freshest hay, and his seams all re-sewn. He stood up and found himself in a small one-room cabin, standing in front of a tall mirror. He looked himself up and down, admiring his red and black checkered shirt, his nice slacks, and reached up with pride as he adjusted his straw hat that rested on his perfectly crafted head. Do you like it? came a soft elderly voice from behind him. Are you happy? Mister's painted eyes lit up as he turned and looked around. He smiled at the sight of the seamstress sitting in the corner of the cabin, rocking away in her favorite chair. Is it... is it really you? Of course it's me, said the seamstress with a smile. Who else would it be? Well, you never really know these days. The seamstress laughed. No, I suppose you don't. At least, not with a head full of straw. Uh, no, replied the scarecrow timidly. I suppose not. With a head full of straw and all. Be a lamb, said the seamstress kindly. Go out and get me an apple. I'm not so sure that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a grand idea. Go on, she said as she gently waved her hands at him, showing him toward the door. There's plenty of apples out there. Just grab one and bring it to me. You will be all right. I know you will. I have faith in you. The scarecrow was hesitant, but if the seamstress wanted an apple, who was he to say no? Besides, she had faith in him. Okay, said the scarecrow with a deep, confident breath as he stood up and stepped out the door. The further into the forest the scarecrow ventured, the more he forgot. It was not long before he forgot why he was looking for an apple, and soon after that he forgot he was even looking for an apple in the first place. Before he knew it, he was just wandering aimlessly through the trees, until he came upon a young woman. 
She was a little shorter than he was. She had dark black hair that came down to her shoulders, a fair complexion, and was wearing tight blue jeans. Though he did not know what blue jeans were, he did like the way they looked on her. She was wearing a somewhat form-fitting black t-shirt, and had he the ability to read, he would have read the words Lost at Sea on the front of it. Curiously, he watched her for a moment, her breasts rising and falling as she jumped up and down in what appeared to be a futile attempt to pick an apple from a tree. It was almost as though the tree was playing some sort of a game with her, as though the low-hanging fruit was only low until she tried to grab it. Uh, excuse me, he said. The young woman stopped and looked at him. The apple she was trying to get lowered to the point that it almost rested on her shoulder. Do you know why I'm here? The young woman only shook her head. She appeared to be somewhat afraid of him, though he did not know why. He was, after all, nothing but a harmless scarecrow. Me neither, he continued. I think... I'm supposed to get an apple for someone. Seeing as how you are here, trying to get one, it must be you I'm supposed to pick one for. I guess. Well, said the woman timidly, as she stepped away from the tree, not even noticing the apple was now well within her reach. I wouldn't stop you from getting one for me. The scarecrow walked up to the tree and looked it up and down. For a moment, he thought he saw a face hidden within the bark of its twisted trunk. It had to be his imagination, he told himself. It could not be real, he told himself. Trees do not have faces, he told himself. Trees don't have faces, right? he asked as he turned to the woman. She remained silent and simply shook her head. No, I didn't think so. He turned to the apple and looked at it. It was so shiny he could see his reflection in it. He reached up with his leather glove of a hand and picked it with a light snap of the stem. He then looked at the young woman and handed it to her. She cautiously took the apple and looked at it. Thank you, she said quietly, before taking a large bite. It was so crisp that the sound of her teeth breaking the apple's flesh echoed through the forest, and it was so ripe and so perfect that the juices ran down her chin before dropping to the forest floor. The scarecrow smiled. It felt good to do something nice for someone. Somehow, it felt even better to do something nice for a stranger. The young woman smiled in return. She was completely done with the apple now. As she dropped the core to the ground, the tree began to move. Its branches began to sway. The bark began to crack and crumble as a large, angry face formed in its trunk. 
Two large arms, complete with two large hands, sprouted from its sides. With one hand it grabbed the young woman, wrapping its long, woody fingers completely around her waist and lifting her from the ground. It wrapped its other hand around her head and with ease ripped it from her body. The scarecrow, watching in stunned shock and horror, stepped back. The tree laughed a deep, billowing laugh as it dropped the young woman to the ground in a pool of her own deep crimson blood. You are next, it said in a deep, chilling voice as it turned to face the scarecrow.